Amen. Thank you, Isaac. Isaac said he loves leading praise and worship here because the people out there are hungry to feel the presence of the Lord and worship him and reach out to him. So it's easy to, to, have, uh, uh, to, to sing to you because you're reaching out and re receiving him. In fact, actually, uh, Dr. Jim said the same thing, that when he was ministering, you were reaching out to him and he said he felt so good because it wasn't going on blank stares, you know? <laughs> you know, some people, they, you look at them and they're... Looks like they're playing a poker game or something. And, <laughs> and then they'll, afterwards they'll say, oh, that was such a wonderful message. You go like, why, why didn't you like, let your face know and, and show some expression? Praise God. So thank you that you do respond. You know, it's supposed to be interaction. You know, I preach, you say amen, you respond, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Thank you. Uh, Gina, glad to have you in the second row. Praise the Lord. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's pray and get into the Word. So, Father, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity to worship you and to see you in the face of this book, in the face of your holy written Word, that it can minister, minister to us and cause us to be more like you. So we ask you to open our hearts and our minds to receive what you have to say to us. In Jesus' name we pray, and all agreed said, Amen. So the title today is, Let This Mind Be In You. Well, whose mind are we talking about anyway? Christ's mind. You don't want your old stinking mind to be operating and telling you what you're supposed to do, do you? No, because you know what? We, we, we operate in hurts and pains and jealousies and all these things that cloud our, our mind and cloud our thinking and cloud what we're supposed to do. But the Bible says, let... That means allow, uh, give audience, uh, let him, uh, yield to him, invite him into taking control over your mind. You don't have to think the way you do. You can think the way Christ does. And the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then in another verse we're going to read, it says, you have the mind of Christ. You, you have to declare that over yourself. I'm not supposed to be thinking this way. I'm supposed to be thinking that way. So you change. You make a change in direction. Change your heart and tell your mind, I'm thinking good thoughts of that person. I'm thinking good thoughts about my spouse. I'm thinking good thoughts about my job and where I'm at. Praise the Lord. Thinking good thoughts about my health. I'm, I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. He has healed me. I'm going to say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am healed. I am blessed. I am favored. People like me wherever I go. Praise the Lord. So we have the mind of Christ, uh, which was in Christ Jesus. So we're going to look at Philippians 2, verse 1 and 4. A little history on that is Paul was in prison. And so he wrote a letter to uh, uh, the people, the Philippians. He was in the Roman prison. And he wrote a letter. And how did the letter start out? Help! I'm in prison! Get me out of here! It's terrible. Are you guys praying? Is that what he said? No. no that's what we say. <laughs> Help. I can't stand my job. I can't stand my marriage. I can't stand my neighborhood. I can't say, help me, get me out. No, he didn't. That's what we say. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> right? So if life is not a dream, if life is like a lemon... Make what? Lemon meringue pie. <laughs> Forget the lemonade. Let's go to lemon meringue pie. Praise the Lord. 
So uh, in the Philippian, uh, in the Roman jail, he writes to the Philippians, and I'm going to have, uh, who did I have, uh, Gina. But before you do, Gina, notice the first verse, there's four ifs. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wait a minute, let me give you the mic. Philippians 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Okay, hold it, yeah. So he's saying, if you want to make me happy while I'm here in prison, can you all just get along out there? You know, can you be of one mind, one faith, one love, be on the same page as the, as the uh, prophet, I forgot his name, um, Rodney King said, can't we all just get along? Isn't that what he said? Let's keep reading then. So, uh, um, verse 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in low, lowliness of mind, let each esteem each other better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. See, that doesn't even make sense to us, right? Don't be so concerned about your own self. Look out for the interests of others. That's completely contrary to the American way. We just want to do everything, have everything ourselves, everybody else well, whatever. You just take care of yourself. And, and, but the Bible says you're supposed to think about someone else. If they need help in moving, if they need help in finances, if they need help in counseling or whatever it is, you be there. You, may, you be the difference. Don't think about yourself so much. Think about others. That's what having the mind of Christ is like. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And I remember when I was believing God for uh, healing, the, to have the healing anointing, I tried everything. I, I followed this man for six months who had the gift of healing, and I studied him and watched him. I asked him to pray for me. I, I grabbed his hand and went like, pray, 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 pray it in me. <laughs> I, I heard about Tim's story. He, he, he took some Crisco oil, went into the kitchen, and said, Lord, anoint my hands. Anoint me to pray for the sick. But finally... The way I got it was I said, Lord, if anyone asks me to pray for them, I will go. I will be your servant. And guess what happened? Then the gift of healing came. He said, I can work with that. I made a covenant with him, an agreement. And that's what Jesus did. When he was up in heaven, he said, lo, I come in the volume of the book to do your will, O God. And God made an agreement with him and said, okay, if you do that, whatever you need and whatever I'm doing, I'll reveal it to you. I'll, I'll make it evident to you that whatever I'm thinking and whatever I'm doing, I'll show it to you. And that's how Jesus knew what to do. He was not being, doing his own will, but he was doing the will of the Father. And so if we want direction in our life, we want to know what we're supposed to be doing, say, Lord, I'm first going to be your servant, and then I'll wait for you to show me what you want me to do. I know when I first got saved, I loved the Bible. I loved the Word of God. I said, oh, man, I just want to teach this. But I was at a church where I hadn't, I'd only been there a few uh, months, and I didn't know everybody. 
And the pastors didn't know me. So I'm sitting, I can remember in Sierra Madre, I'm driving down the street, and I said, Lord, I just want to teach your word. I just want to teach your word. And I stopped at the stop sign, and these blind people crossed the road. And they were, you know, arm in arm going into the residence there. And the Lord said, why don't you teach them? Okay, sounds good to me. Whatever you say, Lord. Isn't that what Paul said? When, when the Lord came to him, said, why are you persecuting me? He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? That's what I said. What do you want me to do, Lord? Teach the blind kids. So I went there for two years, taught them about Jesus, showed them uh, how to get saved. They all got saved. And, and I, I, I did what the Lord wanted me to do. And Marianne saw how kind and loving I was towards them. She said, oh, I want to be with somebody like that, that was kind and loving and considerate and take, took care of them. But what she didn't realize is I could only do it for like an hour or so. <laughs> I can't do that forever. <laughs> but I still do that, right? Yes. Amen. Amen. That was in me. That was in my heart to do. And then at the church, I found out, you know, I didn't have any friends at the church. So I said, I'm going to volunteer for whatever they want me to do, whatever it is to paint, to clean up a room, whatever, you know, move somebody. Whatever, anytime they offered something, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Can we have somebody help move somebody? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I got to be the most popular guy in the church, believe me. And they called me too many times after the 30 days. I said, Lord, I did 30 days. Okay, that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> but at that time, I was a popular guy. So if you want to be popular, help out wherever you're at. Be a servant. So here's what a mindset. This is very key, okay? You can write it down or put it in your heart. A mindset is a decision that a man or woman makes on how he is going to live his life. You make a mindset. You make a determination. I'm going to live for the Lord. And so you look at the Bible, and whatever the Bible says, you say, I'm going to be what it says I'm supposed to be. It's like a mirror for us. We look at this, and we say, oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Uh, it seems like I have some blemishes. <laughs> Can anybody say amen? If we didn't have a mirror, we would, we would think that we all look good, right? Then we go outside, and people go, did you comb your hair? Did you wash your face? <laughs> you got some dirt on there. And this is the way the Bible is. If, if you don't look at the Bible and find out where you're missing it, you'll never correct yourself. You'll never change. You'll never know the will of God because you'll be so far away from it. So it's not just wondering or wandering around, wondering what you're going to do, but it's seeking him and his will for your life. It's a decision that you make when you get saved. I'm going to be what you've called me to be. I'm going to be conformed into the image of Christ. Amen. And that doesn't come by just listening to a sermon on Sunday. It doesn't come by just listening on the internet. It comes from, from hearing something that's being spoken and grabbing it and taking it to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, how can this penetrate into my heart and make a difference in my life? How can I change? And you be conformed a little bit at a time, here a little, there a little, here a precept, there a precept, then all of a sudden, before you know it, moves of God starts happening on the inside, awakening you, awakening you to be more like Christ. And then you put aside all those things that, those worldly lusts and the passions that we have, all the temper tantrums that we try to, that we get ourselves into. I know nobody here has any temper tantrums. Everybody's fall peaceful. Calm. You look all lovely and holy. Praise the Lord. You know, it's funny at my other church, 
I used to visit people at their jobs, you know, and they'd be behind the desk and they'd be, you know, carrying on and they'd look up, oh, pastor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you don't know the whole story, pastor, you know. But we have to be that way. So you, 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 you get a mindset. It's like if you're trying to lose weight, you don't argue with yourself every meal whether you're going to eat good or not eat good, eat healthy or not healthy. You make up your mind. I'm going on it. I'm going to eat right. Ahead of time, you make that determination. I'm so proud of uh, Fernando and Sylvia. They went to some kind of camp, and they are on a quest to lose a certain amount of weight, and they lost 20 pounds each in a short period of time, I think in about two months, and they're heading towards the 30-pound mark, and they work out, and they eat right, and they're determined. We have to be determined that we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to let things bother us and trip us up and get excited. We can't let the devil arouse our spirit to do things that aren't pleasing to the Lord. We have to be strong and not let him do that to us. Praise God. Amen. So let's see here. So Jesus made a covenant. Now, wouldn't you want to have a covenant with God that he says to you, I'll always show you what I'm going to be doing. I'll let you know. I'll give you an inside track on what I'm doing in your life if you just follow me. How easy is that? But we, we just want to do our own thing, or do our own ways, you know. We, we can't get full of the Spirit. Why? Because we're full of ourselves. <laughs> you need to put that down. Praise the Lord. So we want to serve him with all of our heart. Uh, let's see what I've got left here. So we don't want to be a grouch. Do we want to be a grouch? Do we want to be known as a grouch? No. We want to know, be known as a sweet, gentle, tender-hearted person, man or woman, right? That people can go to you and find solace and find comfort and encouragement, not judgment and criticizing and, you know, blaming. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, let's see what we have on the scriptures here. Let's keep going. So what does it say? Yeah, go ahead, me, great, uh, me, me, me. Let, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I don't know. Joanne, what, she, she just couldn't keep it down. That's, a, that's okay. <laughs> let this mind be in, that's all I'll say it. Let <laughs> this mind be in me, <laughs> which was also in Christ. Is this impossible or not? Yes, it is. It is impossible. <laughs> With God, <laughs> all things are possible. With man, Everything is impossible, isn't it? That's right. Praise the Lord. I think it goes back there somewhere. Um, so Paul did this. Paul did this. You know that? Paul did this. He said, remember he's on the road to uh, Damascus? Yeah, Damascus. And the Lord struck him down and said, what are you doing? I remember our pastor he was in the Navy, and he was carrying on and doing all kinds of crazy things. And as he was going up one of the steps, one of the stairs to the, on the ship, the Lord spoke to him in an audible voice, said, what are you doing, and how long do you think you have? <laughs> That's an awakening, isn't it? <laughs> and so the same thing happened to Paul. The Lord said, why are you persecuting me? And, the Lord, and, and Saul said, Lord, I, I didn't know I was persecuting. What do you want me to do? He, the, what the Lord did is he blinded him 
took all the distractions away from him. And for three days, he fasted and prayed to the Lord to find out what was his next step. He had to be debunked. He had to be deprogrammed. He had a, and Paul said, I, everything that I had, I, I counted but dung. I counted worthless in know, in, in, instead of knowing you. He said, I gave up all my learning. I gave up everything that I knew. I started fresh saying, okay, I got to know you, Jesus, and the power of your might and the fellowship of your sufferings. And that's what we have to do. We have to be like that. So he says, if you seek his face and you know and you, and you seek his will, the Lord's mind will be on the inside of you. So no, no longer will you think the way you used to think. Like, I don't look at people at, at their faults. You know, sometimes people look at me and say, well, why can't you see it? <laughs> no, I can't. You have, to, you have to bring it to my attention because I only think of the good of you. I really do think only of the good because that's the way the Lord is thinking. He's trying to bring you into fruition, trying to bring you into the fullness and the knowledge of Christ. So why, why hang around the bad stuff or be, uh, what do you call it, um, overemphasizing that? Emphasize where you're going, where God wants to take you, and just keep moving step by step. Here a little, there a little. God is going to bring you to that place. So the determination that you have to make is that you want to live like him, you want to be like him, and you want the Holy Spirit to change you. And for all you Spanish people, despacio pero seguro. <laughs> all right? Multilingual today. <laughs> for you English, for you gringos, <laughs> it means slowly but surely, praise God. So you have to know the word of God, that he's inside working and moving and awakening you to his power and to his will. And if you don't do this, if you don't seek the Lord, there's consequences. Do you know that? You, want, you want, wander out there. It's like your parents when they told you, told you, don't go outside, it's raining. If you go outside, guess what? You're going to get wet. And the Lord says, do this and don't do that. And if you do, you're going to get wet. Now, a couple of scriptures, and we may not get to all of the ones that we have to get to, but in 2 Chronicles 26.5, Uzziah, the Bible says, as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. Isn't that good news? Yes. As long as you seek the Lord, the Lord will make you to prosper, to be successful in all that you do. Amen. So that's for everybody, whosoever will. So I did a little research and found out about Uzziah. He took over the kingship when he was 16 years old. Can you imagine that? I could barely drive a car at 16 years old. In fact, when we went to give uh, my son his driver's license at 16, I asked the person, the, the person behind the desk, are you sure you want to do this? Is this? I don't think he could do that. <laughs> do you know how much this car costs? <laughs> I could do it, Dad. I could do it. I think teenagers have the record for the most cars that are totaled out there. <laughs> so as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord... But as he got older, he got a little prideful, and he went into the tabernacle, the temple, with his own censer, and he wanted to be like the priest. And the priest said, no, put that down. You're not supposed to do that. He said, I'm going to do it with my bad self. And the Lord gave him leprosy for the rest of his life. 
So here's a man that as long as he sought the Lord, he prospered. But when he turned away and did his own thing, leprosy came upon him. So that's why I'm, I want to keep the straight and narrow all of my life, all the way to the end. You know, Daniel, when he was in the lion's den, he wasn't a young man. He was like 60, 70 years old. The devil will keep trying to tempt you no matter what age you are. Try to get into trouble no matter how uh, old you are, how long you've been in the Lord. So as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. And here's another scripture in 2 Chronicles 14, 7. They talk about Asa. Asa sought the Lord, and the Lord gave him rest on every side. Oh, isn't that nice? Your enemies that try to come against you, the Lord puts them at peace, puts them at rest. Can't get at you. Wouldn't you like to? Enemy try to get you, can't get, can't get you. Praise the Lord. So we have to have a mindset that we want to serve the Lord, no matter what's happening. Jesus didn't wake up and say, you know, I don't feel like preaching today, guys. You know, it's rough out there. They're, they're throwing rocks at me. And the other day, they tried to throw me off a cliff. They don't appreciate me. I mean, here I am. I multiplied the loaves and the fishes. Do they appreciate me? No. So anytime people come against you, don't worry about that. Set your heart and your mind to serve the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Let's see if we have any other scriptures because we have to do communion. Um, oh, yeah, this is good. 1 Corinthians 2.16. Do we have a reader? I guess I'm the reader. For who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord? So as to instruct him. Most people say, well, psh, who knows the mind? You know, he works in mysterious ways. Yeah, but he reveals his secrets and his mysteries to us. Isn't that nice? But, that's what it says, but we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Receive it. Start saying it. I have the mind of Christ. I am delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. I think good thoughts. I think good thoughts of myself. And we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and his purposes. And when you do that, guess what? God's going to work in you. He's going to take control. He's going to reveal to you the things that he wants you to do. And you'll be what? You'll be blessed. What does blessed mean? Happy. Happy in all that you do. You don't have to worry about, Lord, what am I supposed to do today? God will put it in your heart what to do. But all we have to do, let me see if we can go uh, a couple of scriptures. Oh, yeah, here it is. See, one thing they taught me is you have to have some, some points to hang your hat on, hat on. You don't have a hat today, do you? No, okay. But you have to go away and say, like, what am I supposed to do, Pastor? Okay, look, look. do we have a reader on this one? That's uh... Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Okay, let's look at the four points, which is next. So how do you have the mind of Christ? Have no re reputation. Everybody wants to be, you know, acknowledged, appreciated. I did that. That was my idea. I gave. Don't notice me, right? Be a servant. 
Actually, be a bond servant. What does that mean? That means you serve uh, because you want to serve, not because you have to serve. You could be free. You could do whatever you want, can't you? But you choose to be a servant. Jesus, I remember Jesus was, was eating with his family, and some people came to be ministered to. He dropped his plate of food and went out and ministered to them. And what did his family say? He must be out of his mind, leaving a good plate of enchiladas there. <laughs> the rice and beans are going to get cold. No, he was, he was a servant. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. What does humble mean? It doesn't mean to be all meek and not thinking much of yourself, but it's yielding to a higher power. Humble yourself. Jesus went out and prayed 3 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock in the morning. That's why he fell asleep when he was on the, the sea. And it says, be obedient. Love somebody. Move somebody. Give to somebody. I just want to mention this thing about have no reputation. And I, I know this about uh, Shaq O'Neal. We all know Shaq O'Neal, Shaq O'Neal right? The amazing thing is he's so popular, he's an announcer on TBN. Isn't that what it's called? Uh, or not Trinity Broadcasting Network, but... Um, huh? The Sports Channel. ESPN. He's, he's, a, he's a sports announcer. Arturo was in Hawaii, saw Shaq... Tried to catch up with him, and he, he went into his hotel room. And so they're at the bottom yelling out at the hotel, Hey, Shaq! Hey, Shaq! He comes out on the, am I got it right? Out on the ledge, and what did he do? Gave you $600. Gave you $600. Threw it out of the window. Here, here! And mad dash scramble. <laughs> he, I heard that he gave somebody a tip at a restaurant of $4,000. The first thing he did with his money, his first million dollars he spent in 45 minutes, he paid off his mom's house, he bought her a car, took care of everybody else, that, his family that needed it. And this is, didn't make the newspapers, but we had a friend that I married, and their daughter had a baby, and he had one of these flesh-eating diseases. Have you heard about that, where it eats up your arms, eats up your legs? And they rushed him to the hospital to try to save him. They saved him, but he didn't have any arms or legs. And they asked him, do you want to still live? He said, yes, I do want to still live. And so he lived, and so they had to, you know, transport him everywhere on, with a wheelchair. And Shaq bought them a vehicle that could accommodate him and took him everywhere he wanted to go. That's the heart that he has. That's being a servant and not having, wanting any recognition or not having any reputation. Are we that way? Can we do things for people? Not expecting recognition, because if you do that, you have the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come before you today. We thank you that, Lord, we want to be like you. We want to have the mind of Christ, to consider others more important than ourselves, to love them with your love. So, Father, instill upon us how to be conformed into your image, how to love you with all of our heart, and to see your glory come upon us. And so for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed said, Amen. Amen.